You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. This is Winning Cures Everything. Here's your host, Gary Seegers. Welcome in. This is Winning Cures Everything. We do this every day, 10 to 15 minutes. Doesn't take too long. It is a sports talk show. I'm your host, Gary Seegers. You can follow me on Twitter at GaryWCE. You can follow the show at Winning Cures. Or you can go over to winningcureseverything.com. Get us on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, Twitter, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcast app is. Subscribe, leave a nice review, share it out with your friends. We would appreciate the support. Today, Wednesday, July 10th, here are the topics we're going to run down today. CBS Sports came out with their college football coaches on the hot seat list. So we're going to talk about the nine uh, names that are at the top of the list. We'll discuss that. Um, UCF quarterback broke his ankle. We'll discuss what that means, etc. Uh, and then finally, a California bill to allow athletes to profit from their likeness or name advanced through one of the uh, legislative branches last night. And so we'll talk about all of that. The show brought to you by betnow.eu. Great online sports book. Go check them out for yourself. It is almost football season. You're going to love these guys. Betnow.eu. Use promo code WINNING50. That's W I N N I N G 5 0. 50% deposit bonus. It's pretty easy, right? You're going to enjoy it. I think you'll like it. Go check it out. All right, let's jump in. Topic number one. Uh, the nine college football coaches that we're going to discuss that are on the hot seat this year, three of them, according to CBS, are in the win or be fired range. So we'll talk about those three first. First name on the list is Lovey Smith. 
It says, uh, the breakdown is the amount of love for Lovey surprised me when I had him on this list last year. There were plenty of folks in Smith's Corner. There was progress, they said. There was the contract extension, they said. There was the improvement in year three to four and eight, they said. But the buyout has been reduced. The Big Ten is not getting easier. The team up north, Northwestern, played for the conference title last year. Smith has become his own defensive coordinator. He'd better be good. I don't know that I necessarily buy that. Uh, I don't think that he is in win now or leave mode. I think he is probably a, a step below that. If he shows a little bit of progression this year, they're going to keep him around. Illinois understands the situation that they are in. You are not going to win at Illinois right now. It is a bad situation. It doesn't matter who they bring in. They are going to have a problem. And the next name on this list is kind of in the same boat, right? Um, but they they like Lovey Smith up there. The administration likes him. The boosters are not really pushing anything. They understand where they are. And sometimes uh, a little constant, a little sustainability is good. The stability of the program is good right now. Now, do I think that Lovey Smith deserves to keep coaching at Illinois? I, I don't know. I don't think so. He has not done a really good job. But they are improving. Their statistics are getting better. The analytics are better. But that schedule is insanely difficult. And it's not going to get any easier. So, I, I don't know that I agree with that one. I think that he might be a step under that. Here's a name that... May not be, right? Chris Ash, Rutgers, win or leave, right? That's the situation that he's in. And it's maybe not fair because Rutgers gets tossed into the Big Ten. I mean, they're playing Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State, etc. every year. They are not a program that has been built up enough over the years to be able to compete with that. It's impossible. But Rutgers is not showing the same stability, the same progression that Illinois is it's yeah there's talent around Rutgers but it, it's not a brand they are not a brand that can win uh regularly so I don't know that I I, I think I would agree with this Chris Ash probably gone after the season if they do not win uh you know four five six games right and I don't see any way that that happens uh the last name on the top three Bob Davey. Uh, Davey may have been saved by the possibility that New Mexico simply cannot afford to fire him. The New Mexico administration has been in upheaval for years. Red ink has flowed. Sports have been cut. Meanwhile, since a 9-4 and season in 2016, Davey has coached consecutive 3-9 and campaigns. New Mexico football, um, let's see, Davey has had his own off-field issues. This is not a terrible job. Ask Rocky Long and Brian Erlacher. There will be some weird sort of homecoming on September 14th when New Mexico visits Notre Dame. I'm telling you, with all the stuff that happened off the field, the first chance that they get to fire him where it makes financial sense, they're going to do it. I don't see any way they do any better than 3-9 and nine again this year. That'll be three straight years of 3-9. and nine. I think it's done after that, right? So we'll see. We'll see. But I think Bob Davey probably gone after this season. All right, now we move into the start improving now section, which, you know, if you decline even more than you already have, you're probably gone. First name on that list is Clay Helton, and this is where I would have Lovey Smith. Uh, Clay Helton 
He writes, uh, I'll say it again, I feel sorry for Helton. The man is the son of a coach. Believe it or not, he's been at USC for a decade. Last year's 5-7 and seven record was the Trojans' first losing mark since before Pete Carroll was in charge. It was 2000. That was the year that USC finished below 500. Um, it's it's crazy. Uh, that, that's a big deal in Troy, but so is A.D. Lin who called out his coach in a letter of support to fans. Helton is under pressure to win the season, but so is Swan. If Helton doesn't make it, what history does Swan have of hiring Power 5 head football coaches? If you guess none, go to the head of the line with USC's anxiety. Look, everybody knows. It, this is pretty basic knowledge at this point. If Clay Helton does not win and win big this year, Urban Meyer's coming in next year. Everybody believes that. It's not exactly a, a big secret and Zach Smith's podcast, uh, which if you haven't listened to it, yeah, I understand. It, everybody thinks the guy's a dirtbag. But I'm telling you, as far as a college football podcast goes, fantastic. It's called Menace to Society, and it's the number two. But I would recommend listening to it just for the insight and the college football information that comes out of it. It's a really good listen. So it, apparently... There's been stuff going on between USC and Urban Meyer already. Clay Helton needs to win big. And I think Graham Harrell can help him do that. But, my goodness. Again, tough schedule. We'll see what happens. Clay Helton was able to win big in his first two seasons. But all that does is set up your expectations for further down the line. Right? If you can't keep that success going, there's no reason to keep you around. This is the Frank Solich thing. This is uh, 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 Larry, whatever his name is at Miami. Um, I mean, it's it's the same thing, right? You win big the first couple of years, and then when it begins to fall off, even if it's just a little bit, you can see the cracks in the foundation. I think we saw the cracks in the foundation last year. He did not set himself up well for year three. I don't know that he set himself up well for year four, but we'll see. We'll see. So Clay Helton needs to win now. Willie Taggart also on that list. Um, wow. Last year, first year to not make a bowl game in 36 years. Uh, he needs to do something now. Now, he brought in Kendall Bryles. Bryles is an offensive savant. He will find a way to put up points. The question is, how good is that offensive line going to be? Can the defense return? And, and what kind of an impact will Kendall Bryles' offense have on that defense? Because the defense will be put in really bad situations because of that offense, right? They take a lot of risks. They will put up points, but they will also have points scored on them. So that uh, that becomes a problem. Randy Edsel is the next name on this list. I don't know that I agree with that. I don't think UConn is in any position to be firing football coaches no matter what the record. He can go 1-11 again. He can go 0-12, and it will not matter because they do not give one ounce of a crap about their football program. They have they, they worry about basketball. That's why they moved to the Big East. They're talking about putting UConn uh, as an independent in football. It, there's It doesn't matter. Randy Edsel, because of what he did there the first time, he can go 0-12 again this year and be perfectly fine because they are not going to spend the money to buy him out. That's all there is to it. So I don't agree with Edsel being on this list. Uh, next up, Tony Sanchez at UNLV. Yeah, I agree with this. Uh, I mean, we're he's 16 and 32 in four seasons. Looking at their schedule, we've already gone through uh, their schedule, and good gracious, you can find it on YouTube or Periscope or whatever. But I'm telling you, 
that is a disaster, an absolute disaster. Uh, Tony Sanchez, I think, is gone after this year. He was a high school coach before that came straight to college. I don't think that he has what it takes to be able to build a winner there, uh, regardless of anything else that's going on. Like They'll probably want to bring in a new name, regardless of who it is, just to have something new to sell to people when they move into the Raiders football facility when it opens in 2020. So if he does not win this year, he's out. Uh, Mike New, Ball State. Um, you know, 10 and 26 in three seasons, probably not good. Uh, he's got a lot of returning starters, and I think that they're going to win some games. But, you know, we'll see. Like, he, they need to win. They need to win. That's all it is to it. Like, go go six and six, get to a bowl game, get everybody off your case because Ball State doesn't exactly have money flowing. I don't think they're going to want to spend the money to buy out an entire football staff. And if you give them something to work with, then you're going to be fine. So that's that's where that works. Brent Brennan from San Jose State. Uh, they have got a ton of financial restraints. They've got uh, a ton of resource issues. It's almost impossible to win there, and even if San Jose uh, San Jose State does look better this year, I still don't know that it's going to be enough to to keep this guy around. Right? You saw that this team can win when uh, Mike McIntyre was there, right? And the, the athletic director at the time was uh, the guy that just left Memphis, right? He understood how to. Uh, how to build a football program. And they won like 11 games. It was not that long ago. And they have just become a disaster since then. So I, I think I agree with that one. The ones that I don't agree with, Randy Edsel, I don't think there's any issue there. If Willie Taggart cannot get uh, this thing turned around, if they miss a bowl game again, he's in some serious trouble. And Clay Helton, definitely in trouble. Bob Davey, I, he's as good as gone to me. Chris Ash, probably gone. Lovey Smith, we'll see. Uh, I don't agree that that it's a win or leave issue with Lovey Smith, but either way. All right, next topic. Daryl Mack Jr., UCF quarterback, broke his ankle. Now, he had already missed the entire summer, but what this does is it sets up for Brandon Wimbush, the Notre Dame transfer, to come in and be the quarterback. What does that mean? I don't. Don't really know. He was 52 of 102 passing for 719 yards with four touchdowns and six interceptions in 2018. He also rushed for 256 yards. Now, I do believe that Josh Heupel will find a way to make him successful in that offense, but is he good enough? Because Mack has been in the system for a while. He was young, but he had been in the system. Wimbush just got there, has to learn all of this new fancy uh, high-speed, high high-flying offense stuff that they did not run at Notre Dame, it may take a little bit of time. And with games against um, Stanford early and a game at Pitt, at, this could mean trouble, right? So Daryl Mack, I thought, was the favorite to start before the season. But with a, an ankle injury and everything else, I think Wimbush is probably going to be your guy. And that, uh, that may lead to some issues for UCF, at least in the first month of the season, and maybe further down the line. Because I don't know how Wim- how good Wimbush actually is. That's that's just me. 
Uh, next topic and last topic of the day, bill to allow athletes to profit from name advances. Now, this is over at ESPN. It was written by Dan Murphy. Uh, it says a California bill that would make it possible for a college athlete to profit from the use of his or her name, images, and likeness passed another subcommittee hurdle in the legislative process Tuesday afternoon. Now, this is where it gets really interesting because we talked about this on the show a couple of weeks ago where Mark Emmert, the president of the NCAA, reached out, sent letters to these committees and told them, hey, you should delay voting on this until we can figure out what we're going to do because if you vote this through and they start making money off of their likeness or their name or whatever, then anybody in the state of California could be banned from participating in um, could be banned from participating in NCAA championships, right? So, say UCLA or USC gets really good, then you're telling me that they wouldn't be able to play in the college football playoff. Stanford wouldn't be able to play in the college football playoff. That's kind of ridiculous to me. I think they would figure out something before that happens because this bill won't pass until 2023. But, uh, or at least it won't go into effect until 2023. This is uh, the State Assembly's Committee on Higher Education voted 9 to nothing to move the bill forward. Chairman Jose Medina called the NCAA's threats and requests to slow down the legislative process during the past couple of months, quote, akin to bullying. I don't take too fondly to threats to the state of California, regardless of where they come from, Medina told ESPN on Tuesday evening. The Fair Pay-to-Play Act, which was introduced in February by state senators Nancy Skinner and Stephen Bradford, would prohibit schools in California from taking away scholarships or eligibility from college athletes who use their notoriety to make money. The proposal also allows for athletes to hire an agent or attorney to represent them in business deals without losing their eligibility. Skinner explained that it would not require schools to pay its players, but instead guarantee players the same rights given to Olympic athletes. The law, if it is passed, would not go into effect until January 2023. I think this is a good move. This is a very good move because it forces the NCAA's hand. If USC is undefeated with Urban Meyer as the head coach in January of 2023, There is no way in hell that the NCAA is keeping them out of the playoff. There's too much money to be lost because USC is a gigantic brand. Absolutely gigantic. They're one of the Blue Bloods. There's no way the NCAA doesn't figure out a way to set this up. And I think it pushes us towards the Olympic model, which is something that Chris and I have been a fan of ever since it came into into vision right for the NCAA. We're not saying that the schools have to pay players. That's almost impossible. And even if you did pay, you're paying every single player on every single team because of Title IX and everything else, and everybody would get pennies, right? We're talking, you know, two, $3,000, nothing crazy, whatever. And, and who cares about that? Yes, two or $3,000 would be nice to have, especially if you're a student, but get out of here with that, right? And most of them are making more than that anyway on the side or under the table or whatever. We all understand how recruiting works. We get that. But... With this set up, guys like Johnny Manziel back in the day would have been able to do advertising deals, would have been able to do autograph deals, all sorts of different stuff where they can make money off of their own likeness. You can do sponsorships. You can do endorsements. You can do whatever. And yes, the bigger names are going to make more money. That's the way the world works. It's the same conversation that we're having with the U.S. women's national team in soccer and the equal pay stuff. They already make a higher percentage than the men do from the total revenue 
by FIFA and the World Cup. Like, the Men's World Cup brought in $4 billion last time. The Women's World Cup the last time, I think 2015, whatever it was, it brought in like 80-something million. It's a completely different ballgame. So with this, with the Olympic model for college athletes, it allows them market value. That, and that works perfectly. The schools are not at fault. The schools are not in charge. That's one less thing that you have to worry about. And yes, the bigger name schools are going to get the better players because they got advertisers and whatnot with bigger money that will give them more money. But at least this way, it is above board and everything is fine, and it is one less thing that the NCAA and the school's compliance offices have to worry about. So that is my stance on that. I think it's a good thing that the uh, California legislature is doing this. They're moving the NCAA forward. They are forcing their hand. NCAA, you got you got four years, less than four. Years. You got three and a half years. Figure it out. Quit pushing it down the road. Quit holding up the line. Get it done. Get it figured out, make it easy, and let's roll with this bad boy. All right, that's going to wrap up today's show. As always, go over to winningcureseverything.com. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a nice review. We would really, really appreciate that. It helps out way more than you know. Uh, Hit subscribe, hit review, leave us a five-star review. It puts us up to uh, the top of the charts and all that kind of mess, and it helps out with getting more subscribers. So, we appreciate you being here. Go over to betnow.eu. Use promo code WINNING50 for a 50% deposit bonus. We'll see you guys again next time. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.